You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here is your host, it's Mr. Carl Stebbings. Well, hello and welcome to the Plane Talking UK podcast. Oh, I'm so glad we don't record the beginning. I know. <laughs> I'm Carl Stebbings and I am in Matt's conservatory studio Certainly this are, week. Yes, yes yeah. it, it is Saturday morning. It is uh, approaching 10 past 11 on the 23rd of May. Yes, episode 62 is in full swing. Indeed. Loads of news. Absolutely, yes. And, um, oh, oh, hello, what's that? Oh, what's that? Is that? That sounds like my firewall. What the heck's going on here? Is that your here? firewall? Hello, we've, we've been in Infiltrated. Have we been infiltrated? Yeah. Hello. Oh, Hang no. on. G- just give the laptop a knock. Hello. Ow. It- oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a that's a voice I I recognise there. Splendid. Yes. Um, well, me? Yeah. No, I'm no, sitting no, across no, from you. Know. So, welcome <laughs> onto the show again, Grant McCarran. G'day, guys. How you doing? Uh, all right, yeah. All the better for hearing from you. Yes. Yes. Aww. Thank, thanks for joining us from miles away. Mm. It's very kind of you. Yes. Yeah, way down under. We have, to, we have to point out that me and Matt have, have just had a nice cup of tea. Yes. And Grant is having a... A beer. beer. Oh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a little creature's bright ale because, hey, you know, I'm down under and it's called uh, ooh, 10 hours ahead of you chaps. Oh, fantastic. Mm. Yes. So it, it is beer o'clock. Where you are, essentially. Oh, it's, yes. Yes. It's been yeah. very clock for a little while. <laughs> so Good. by the end of the episode, she'll be like this. Yeah, that's just yeah, me. Just yeah. Totally normal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Situation Well, thanks normal. for joining us, Grant. Indeed. Very good to have you on the hey. show. And, no worries. Uh, you're, thanks you're, for letting me hack into the firewall again. I know. I know. I thought I was good at this. You don't yeah. get that at my house. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. Okay. okay. <laughs> How dare you? We've got the same router. It doesn't know, work like that. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> So how how are things your side of the uh, the world then, uh, Grant? How's how's the how's the uh, proverbial weather? Um, well, we're going I, into I don't winter, of course. Bit, so, uh, going into yeah, winter, uh, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the temperature there today? Uh, I think it peaked at around seventeen degrees. That's not winter. <laughs> summer. <laughs> I could say that's our summer. Yeah, we well, get very excited. Know, <laughs> it gets down to five degrees and everyone freaks out. But yeah. you, know, you can get down to minus one or minus two very early in the morning, which um, you know, uh, especially out in the Yarra Valley when mm. one's out there playing with hot air balloons, or uh, here in the city, it's generally a couple of degrees warmer. So yeah, oh, wow, good. How's how's the ballooning going, Grant? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, uh, doing some, I've got a new project with another client, and mm-hmm. uh, doing cool. some stuff with with uh, the usual crowd. And um, but yes, haven't been out doing my own flying for a while. I just haven't had the time nor the money. But which is really frustrating because we've had a couple of beautiful weekends. Oh. Absolutely spiffing, as the phrase goes. And you have you have uh, you've got a t shirt now, haven't you, Grant? I certainly do, and I haven't been flying enough to put it on and get a photo. And it only took nearly two weeks to get there. I, was, I think it was two weeks. I was well chuffed. Yeah, it's not yeah. bad going, actually. Yeah. Yeah. With our postal service. Yeah, especially especially from this end. Mm, <laughs> well, between yours and ours, it's a miracle it got anywhere. Well, but, that, that, that is true, yes. <laughs> well, I, I actually, actually yesterday, I actually posted one after Jeff. Captain, right. Jeff. Captain Jeff. Yeah. Yes. So look, we'll see how long that takes to get uh, get to Jeff. Mm-hmm. Over there in, uh, I think it was, it was, uh, oh, George, is it Georgia? Oh, I can't remember the address now. I've got it, I've got it in my head somewhere. In my, in my is, head he, is he in the States? Is he? Yes, he's uh, in the USA. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The US of A. So hopefully it'll, it'll wind its way there to him. Good, good, mm. excellent. Yeah. How's Steve? 
Um, Steve is good. He's very busy with work. Um, I was trying to get in touch with him to come on tonight, but haven't heard from him. So I suspect he's also busy with family. Yes. But um, how very dare yeah, he? Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's uh, <laughs> no, having a life. I but, mean, um, what an outrageous thought! <laughs> no, yeah, I've been trying to download one for ages. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to the next uh, installment of the PCDU. I take it you guys oh, are. So are we. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, yeah. I can't wait um, for that. Try- well, I, I, I suppose I'm supposed to be working on it at the moment, but how, you know, hey, the, I was just there editing away, and this wormhole opened up, and I went, "Oh, look, click yeah. look what I found!" <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, the boys have opened the hole again. Yes, yes. indeed. What's Security. Yeah. What are you it's doing? Opening. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Playing with the playing with the desk. So we well, we need to kick off with some news, don't we? We need to kick off with some news. We need to kick you with something. I know that much. (laughs) Shush! I've got to fly later. I've got to fly in a few hours. Oh, have you? Yes. yes, Is it lesson time today? It's lesson time. Yes. Yes. Two o'clock this afternoon. Your little fixed wing in my little Cessna one hundred and fifty. Yes, I should be flying this afternoon. Oh. Possibly, for, possibly some more solo. I hope. Um, I had a few more. Put, uh, put another uh, twenty minutes in the in the book um, a few weeks ago uh, of solo flying, Grant. Mm. So that was good. Yep, yep. I'm I'm actually up to date with all the episodes, and uh, yes, Ooh. I've been hearing it and feeling that knife twist that little bit more as I'm <laughs> there going. Oh, I wish it was me. <laughs> uh, congrats, mate! It's Tr- fantastic. Trust me, Grant. Trust me, Grant. It, uh, literally, a beg, borrow, and steal from mm. all my um, yeah. bank accounts, which I have nothing in. <laughs> Somebody's yes. moving house. Yes. Plus the fact, yes. Plus the fact, we are currently moving house, which is a huge drain on finances. Yes, yes. It's a little stressful for for you and the poor wife. I'm, I'm thinking of changing my profession. <laughs> to a solicitor really yeah yes. definitely yeah yeah we you, you'd be a commercial job. pilot by now if you were one no. of those <laughs> i'd be able to fly grant and steve over that's in a true. private jet right. good yes if i was yes. a solicitor that's true oh, well I've, you'd own I've your own sat in a few, i've got to say, sit in a few private jets but i can't say i've ever flown in one no, no no i don't think any of us are going to be able to unless we start robbing banks and stuff no we'll do that next week okay well okay, okay. okay. <laughs> you heard it here first children right so we're gonna we're gonna start the show then as we do each week with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the uk so if you're ready matt oh god no and if you're ready across the pond there grant as ready as i'll ever be let's go Kicking off this week's first news story then on the thisismoney.co.uk website. Wish I had that one. Mm. So <laughs> You're selling a house, of course you do. I know. <laughs> Geneva, Paris, Nice, Luton are unlikely airport home for the super rich as private jets soar in Britain. What? So international tycoons are fueling a huge boom in Britain's private jet traffic with two of the top ten European airports for private jets being in London. Mm-hmm. London Luton's airport is the fourth biggest in Europe for private business jets after Geneva, Paris and Nice, with an average of 35 flights a day. According to jet management and maintenance group uh, Gamma Aviation, uh, Farnborough is also in the top 10 with just over 28 average daily flights, followed by Biggin Hill and Northolt, where the number of such flights was up 61% last year. The growth in business jet traffic to the UK is being driven by the attraction of London as a residence for the super rich, but also by business visitors looking to invest in the UK. Good. 
Britain also has the second largest number of private jets with 618 registered here compared with Germany's 761 and France's 511. Across Europe, the number of business flights has risen by 6% since the financial crisis, but in Britain, the figure was up more than 10%. The rise in business flights and the size of the UK fleet came despite the downturn, which saw many high-profile companies face embarrassment over their use of private jets, including Tesco, one of our supermarket <laughs> chains here in the UK, which uh, last year sold some off. However, that move runs counter to the trend. Uh, Marwan Kalek, chief executive of Gamma Aviation, said the business aviation market is in in Europe is well established. And over recent years, we have seen a significant increase in the number of clients switching to larger aircraft. They have proved the case for business aviation and are now extending the range of missions they can undertake by opting for larger cabin sizes. So uh, there we go. It's a picture of um, Brad and Angelina Jolie there. Obviously, they uh, use jets. And there's also a picture of our um, England football manager, uh, Roy Hodgson there. Well, well done, well. you. I'm impressed. And it's I don't even foot- follow football. No, no, I guess so. I know. <laughs> so that's, really? Oh, no. no, of all the places, like, all you know, the rich and famous. Not, not, you just, I, I thought City Airport would have been... If, you know. You're flown from Luton before, Matt. And yes. if you, when you uh, taxi, oh, yes. when you taxi, there are loads of biz jets. I'm too, I'm too busy, around. like you know, fearing for my life. To really? be honest, so I don't do a great deal of looking out of a window when we're when we're taxiing on the on the road. I'm all right once we get up in the air, but it's just that initial. I'm like grabbing onto the armrests and that. So I, I must admit, I don't look out the window much. Oh, I love it. I'm, I'm there taking photos, you know, yes. with my camera phone on flight mode. Of course, obviously, obviously. <laughs> um, without question. So the bit that how, what's the uh, Bizjet kind of uh, um, sort of th- thing over your side of the uh, pond, then uh, Grant. Is it is it big? Yeah, it is. It is reasonably big, but mostly, um, you know, you got some traffic within Australia. Um, Essendon Airport here in Melbourne is sort of like the executive airport, I guess they'd call it the Yanks, but it's um, it, it it's light aircraft and and uh, you know the odd DC three and police mm. air wing and a whole lot of business jets. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I know for Crown. The big casino, uh, the, they consider that their flight mm. uh, flight operations department is actually one of their big money spinners wow. because uh, they send over the uh, corporate jets mm. to bring back the uh, high rollers wow. and bring in all the money to lose. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, those with but, pots um, of it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you, you, you can see why Luton's working. I mean, it's got that ring, you know, it's like yeah. Cote d'Azur. You know, nice. Luton, uh, Luton. Yeah. Luton. <laughs> I, I, honestly, if you ever fly into the UK, Grant, you've got you've got a sample Luton. No, uh, no, he hasn't. No, we we want to encourage him to no, come. Let, not no, quite let's, be, completely. let's be fair. It's a hundred. What was it? A hundred million pound investment um, yes, regeneration, which they haven't started spending yet. <laughs> <laughs> Just me, me and Matt me. often comment, actually, Grant, on, on Luton Airport, having these little um, um, freestanding uh, like pad ah, things yes. all around the airport. And as you use facilities, you press a green, amber or red button to whether you like the uh, particular facility, be it a toilet or a something else. <laughs> yes. um, and, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of red buttons being pushed out mm-hmm. at the moment. Well, I, I don't understand why there is a green button, frankly. But anyway, that's just me. <laughs> well, they, they live in eternal hope. Yes, <laughs> I know. So next story. Uh, next story. Yes, sorry. Uh, focus on the task at hand. Ah, oh, it's my favourite airline, Ryanair. Hey. 
Uh, now this is this is an interesting one for me actually because when because Carl popped over yesterday, I did, uh, and uh, when he arrived because I'm going to um, I'm I'm flying out to uh, Edinburgh on Friday, and when he arrived, I was attempting to use this fantastic new story that I'm about to cover <laughs> to um, basically uh, sort out my boarding pass. So I'll read the story and I'll let you know how I got on with it. You can probably guess um, <laughs> uh, when I finish. So it is businessandleadership.com is the website, and the headline is Ryanair upgrades mobile app with absolutely no success whatsoever uh, with improved uh, My Ryanair registration function. I'm not allowed to use the word I want to use. Ryanair has upgraded its mobile app with an improved My Ryanair customer registration function, which allows customers to create their own personal profile and secure store. Uh, payments and passport details on the app. Otherwise, the app allows users to search Ryanair's 1,600 low-fare routes, choose and book fares and allocated seats, manage bookings, book hotels and uh, car hire, and check-in and download mobile boarding passes. Available on on both iOS and Android format, the Ryanair app has been downloaded over 6 million times to date. Further additions to the MIME Ryanair customer registration service will be added later this year, which will allow users to add family members to their profile. Now, where to begin with this one? Um, I'm, as I say, I'm going to Edinburgh. I'm flying. I'm not flying from Luton. I'm delighted to say. I'm in, I'm flying from humble little Stansted. Yay! Yay! Uh, and um, it wasn't the most straightforward I've ever done it. Done. Done. To be fair, if you uh, try and log in with the app. If you do it on the website, it works fine, to be fair, because that's how I ended up doing it. Um, But if you try and do it on the app, I found that it would only let you book um, not the free allocated seating, but the the pay pay seating, which was a bit sneaky. And the cheapest option of which was $5.99 for a seat seat, uh, where you could book it now. I have since discovered, because they don't make it very clear in the app when I looked it up, because... My outgoing flight is within the seven-day window, but the incoming flight isn't. That's why it wouldn't allow me to have, because uh, it was trying to book me in for both parts. Ah, right, yeah. yeah. So, and because one part of the check-in was was only was um, was eligible, but the the flight that I'm coming back in on the Monday wasn't yet. I could reserve my seat, but that's why it only gave me the pay options rather than one of the free ones, mm. which I discovered when I logged in to the website to do it. However, I will say this of the app, it, what it did it did work very well. It was very smooth. And the massive advantage it has over the EasyJet one for me is the fact that they have released it on Android. And, of course, we oh. covered a story, didn't we, yeah, uh, a yeah. few weeks back, where um, EasyJet have only released it on iOS. So yeah. I, I will give Ryanair their dues for that. And I think, um, as I say, when I, hopefully when I try and book in again on sort of Monday or Tuesday, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to have a much more less um confusing experience mm. frankly but uh yeah i think a lot of a lot of airlines are using these apps now where you can mm. you can you have the you have the um the q what's it q q the code yeah the, the qr code qr yeah. code yeah mm. you can um scan your tickets and that's stuff. right i think over um over your side of things um grant you've got that a lot of airlines you always use that kind of thing 
Yeah, I'll believe you on that one. I, I haven't actually done a lot of the uh, the app side of it. We've I've got a couple of apps with one of the airlines I use, but they're uh, mostly for um, either onboard entertainment or for uh, finding the yeah. best fares. But mm. usually I just I just hop on and um, if I'm using my mobile phone and go to their website, I can mm. do the check in and I yes. get a um, a downloaded PDF with the uh, with the two di- two dimensional barcode. That's thing. right. Yeah, mm. uh, it's, it's not quite a QR code for your boarding pass, but. Yeah. Um, it's because they've got the squares and the three corners, but right, it's yeah. a two D barcode, and and so I can just hold my phone up as I go through, and they scan that, they and scan everything's hunky dory. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I've I've done the same. I, I mean, I, as I didn't do it with my laptop. I still checked in the first part of my flight using my my phone, but I just had to do it via the website rather than via the app. Yeah. yeah, I've never really tried to use the apps to do all that kind of stuff. I guess they're out there, but I've always just found you know the uh, you go to the website in your browser on your phone and it takes mm. you straight to a mobile variant of it and it's all really quite easy. And I find it interesting that it was trying to get you checked in on both legs. Uh, yeah. Like all the ones I've used for the airlines down here, they'll come up and say, okay, so you're checking in with this leg. Fine. Oh, yeah. Did you want to do the other one? Oh, no, it's too far away. Don't worry about it. Uh, I suppose because it – yeah, maybe because it was booked in as a as a return. It was booked in as a return flight mm. when I when I booked it. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. And yeah. let, maybe I maybe I'm I'm making an error. But my initial, you know, I, I like to consider myself rel- relatively good at this sort of thing. And uh, it wasn't the most uh, straightforward experience, it has to be said. But uh, mm. as I say, with any new thing, tweaking will need to be done. And I'm sure they're certainly on the right lines with it. It's a, I mean, it was a very friendly experience, I have to say. Uh, you know, good good on Ryanair really for for having to go with it. There we are. There you yeah. heard it here first. I said something nice about Ryanair. <laughs> oh, Flipping heck, blimey! <laughs> I know, I know. It's been a while. <laughs> it has. I anyway, felt, on I to... felt the strange disturbance in the force. I know, I <laughs> absolutely. I, I, where's that alarm? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've retired the app now. Uh, yes. Uh, so anyway, on to the next story then, Grant. Yes, uh, this is about Virgin retiring uh, their 747-400 at Heathrow next April, and it appears in ooh, Business Traveller. Uh, they're saying that Virgin Atlantic is set to operate its final Boeing 747-400 aircraft out of London Heathrow next April. Uh, the carrier's final two 747-400 services will be from London Heathrow to Miami and New York JFK, and that's going to be on uh, April 17 and 18, 2016. And that's mm. according to airlineroute.net. Um, so yeah, they're Route. going to uh, like <laughs> that's wind a shame. Them up. Yeah, that's a shame because they, they've just—I mean, Virgin have just had a huge refit mm. of uh, on their Boeing seven four seven fleet um, that are flying out of Gatwick mm. and Manchester. Uh, it's like a fifty million pound refit they've just done on the cabin interiors of their. But is, is this the route that they're putting the, the, um, the, the Airbus one on? It, I think it possibly the heat. This Heathrow one's going to be the one that I think they're going to put their seven eight seven nine. Oh right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they're basically what they're saying is uh, the seven four sevens will still be flying somewhere, but uh, it would appear, but just not out of Heathrow. Not out of Heathrow. So yeah. I can I can kind of understand that. I know, uh, like we've got airports like Sydney that are slot restrained and Heathrow's slot restrained. So mm-hmm. it could be that that's to make room for A three eighties or things like that. If you've got more and more people, but um, yeah, if, if they're going to be the seven eight seven dash nine, well, that's just a lot cheaper to operate, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because Virgin have yet to um, to sort of take on the three eighty. Uh, I think they've got. I think they've got a, like a an on hold order of Airbus A three eighties Virgin. Yeah, they're yet to um, to take one. But um, obviously, you, we covered a story a while back, Grant, because uh, Qantas obviously retiring their seven four seven four hundreds as well. 
Well, mm. they've, they've retired uh, some of the 400s. They've, they've kept the six 400 extended range aircraft. Mm. Um, I think there were eight of them made and six of them were with Qantas, um, something like that. Blimey. But uh, yeah, it's the it's the dash it's it's the four hundred ER for extended range. Extended and, range. Uh, we're still we're still keeping them and running them, but the other the other standard four hundreds are going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there we are. There we are. At least BA uh-huh. has still got theirs. <laughs> Good old British there Airways. Go. They'll be going for years. <laughs> so next story, incentive travel and corporate meeting site. This is I beg your pardon? Travel. Yeah, incentive travel site. Yeah. Where do you find these I sites? I know. I scour the internet. <laughs> um, you, need more, you need more in your day. <laughs> oh, Nothing but aviation in my day. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. So Lufthansa, <laughs> uh, the German airline Lufthansa, celebrates 60 years at London Heathrow. Um, last weekend uh, marked a major milestone for Lufthansa in the UK, um, being exactly 60 years on last Saturday since the airline started services to and from London Heathrow Airport. Uh, the 16th of May, 1955, uh, Lufthansa operated its first uh, flight from Heathrow with a Convair 340 aircraft, um, which arrived at Heathrow, um, then known simply as London Airport. Um, first to touch down was flight LH-130 from Hamburg via Dusseldorf, and this was followed soon after by the inaugural flight from Munich via Frankfurt. Uh, today, Lufthansa continues to be one of the largest carriers to operate out of London Heathrow, with 2.34 million passengers travelling to uh, and from the UK in 2014. It's now among Lufthansa's top five markets worldwide. Uh, this summer, Lufthansa offers 291 weekly flights from eight airports in the UK and Ireland to its Frankfurt and Munich hubs, providing quick and easy onward connections to the airline's worldwide network. And a statement from Lufthansa, we are proud to be celebrating 60 years of uh, Lufthansa tradition in the UK, says Christian Schneider, Lufthansa's regional director, UK, Iceland and Ireland. Uh, Throughout the last six decades, Lufthansa has provided a superior travel experience for our passengers travelling to and from the UK. Ah, the new Queen's Terminal, which I haven't been to yet, uh, opened in June 2014 and is home to Lufthansa and its Star Alliance partners. This means all Star Alliance carriers can offer their passengers a vastly improved travel experience, including shorter connection times. The latest uh, technologies used throughout the terminal to give passengers control of their journey. This new terminal as well also hosts Lufthansa's largest lounge outside Germany, offering comfortable seating for 350 guests in a 1,600 square metre room featuring a senator and business lounge. So 60 years. That's Gosh. good going. I was just having a look at some stats, actually. On Lufthansa. I was indeed, yes. Mm. Their current their current fleet size, uh, this is according to the um, the Flight Global database, currently stands at 667 craft, uh, flying to over 220 destinations. Uh, and the company's slogan is non-stop you. Wow. Isn't that nice? Do uh, uh, I have no idea. Do Lufthansa fly direct to um, to Australia? You know, I'm just checking that out right now because uh, <laughs> I, I know they get down to Bangkok, but I'm not sure if they uh, yeah. switch over. Um, do they do maybe do a code check perhaps if they do offer? Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't yeah. surprise me. But uh, I'm just having a look right now. 
Is it subsidiaries? They've got Austrian airlines. I got all excited then, but no, it's Austrian (laughs) airlines. Um, uh, Swift, uh, Swiss International Airlines is one of theirs. Uh, Lufthansa Regional, Uh, German Wings is one of theirs. Euro Wings, Lufthansa Cargo, Uh, LSG uh, Sky Chefs, whatever one of those is. That sounds like a very exciting dining experience. Uh, Lufthansa Consulting, um, Lufthansa Flight Training. And systems as well. So there's say loads of, um, and they got a fifty percent stake in Eurologic and Sun Express as well. So I think that they go from Manchester to Melbourne. Do they? Yeah, from Manchester in the UK to to Melbourne. Gosh. They go from London to Auckland. But is that is that with them or is it? Is That's it with Lufthansa. Uh, yeah, oh, right. using the three eighty. I'm just trying to remember if I've ever uh, not being based up in Sydney anymore. I'm just trying to remember if I. If they're coming in or things like mm. that, but yeah. so I think perhaps Lufthansa possibly fly from from uh, from Germany to here mm. and then fill up and then travel from here travel, to yeah. um, to Sydney to and, Sydney, and yeah. Brisbane, Auckland, uh, Melbourne, Sydney, and Perth. They also fly uh-huh. into as well. Oh, yeah. There we are. There we are. Anyway, on to the next yeah. story. Then the uh, the this is the Daily Telegraph uh, here in the UK, and the headline is London City Airport Chaos as Runway Repair Halts Flights. No. Thousands of passengers have had their travel plans thrown into chaos after a busy city airport had to close uh, so emergency repairs could be made to the runway. London City Airport should have opened around about 6am on Tuesday, but an early morning inspection found surface problems and no flights were allowed to take off or land. Dozens of flights were cancelled and delayed. Passengers jammed the terminal building in the Docklands as an airport spokesman denied suggestion that there was a hole in the runway. Uh, and if you look at this story on their website, there's loads of photographs and uh, tweets from various people. Not impressed, I think, is the best way to describe this. Urgent repairs were carried out before the first flight of the day took off, or shortly before 11.30am. Travellers took to Twitter to vent their frustrations at the delays as rumours spread about a hole having opened up in the runway. Because this is actually an island, isn't it? Yes, London City Airport. Yeah, they've sort of built, yeah. built an, an island, basically, in the Thames. Have I uh, hey. have I understood that correctly? I I haven't actually flown oh, have there you not? myself, no. so okay. I can't pass judgment on that. But I'm just looking at good. The okay, well I'll finish the story then while you do that. An airport spokesman denied suggestions that there was a hole in the runway and apologised to passengers for the inconvenience. He said the runway was inspected, is inspected each evening before we close at around 10:30 p.m. and is inspected again in the morning before we open around six. Today's early inspection found that there was a need for maintenance. There is not a hole in the runway, but there is a surface problem. We are uh, there are inconsistencies on the surface of the runways. He went on he went on to say, "We have a considerable number of people in the terminal at the moment, and we are very sorry for all of the convenience. We would normally have handled around about thirty five to forty flights by ten a.m. today." And we hope that uh, with the maintenance completed on the runway, we shall be able to open later, but there will be significant delays. Flights resumed at London City Airport around about 11.30am, but passengers were warned to continue to expect long delays. So London City Airport um, opened in 1987. Oh, right. So it's not, yes, it's not that old then. And its owned uh, 75% stake is owned by GIP. And who are they? Uh, I think that's kind of a, like a, a, a huge conglomerate type company. Oh, is it? Not, yeah. Uh, 25% owned by High Star Capital, which I'm guessing is a bank by the sounds of that. <laughs> um, its location is Silvertown. 
Yeah. Oh, Global um, infra- Infrastructure Partners. Ah, there we go. Yeah. Has an elevation of 19 feet 6 metres. Yes. And Except with the dip was in the hole in the runway. That wasn't <laughs> yeah, exactly. yes, yes, yes. 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 In which case, you could take at least six inches off, six inches off that. Yes. <laughs> its its runway, funnily enough, is in the same um, direction on the compass as our runway here at Ella, just across the field from us. Okay. Yes. Yeah, runway zero nine and runway two seven, mm-hmm. and has a length of one thousand five hundred and eight meters. So, so, I mean, how how big is that in relation for to? I mean, are they limited to the sort of planes that can come? Yeah, in they, there? they obviously can't fly three eighty in there. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that um, <laughs> plopping off into the Thames. Yeah. Yes. Uh, th- Airbus three eighteen. <laughs> You've got to do that really steep approach when you're coming in. It's it's the, it's not the usual three degree glide slope that aircraft come into airports with um, London City Airport. I think it's, what is it, six degrees or something, the approach slope. Um, you've got to come in a lot steeper and then bump really? onto the runway. Gosh. Yeah, it's, so yeah. it's you've got to be specially certified. The aircraft has to be approved and things like that. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, BA run, BA run their um, A318 service from there to yeah. New York. Right. Um, which is special A318. It's, it's got... Um, um, not very many seats in, and they're all. I think it's all one class, it's all business class. Yeah, oh well, obviously yes. it's my track, yes. <laughs> but uh, their passenger, the numbers were up last year mm. um, at uh, London City. But they they carried or passed through the airport was just over three and a half million passengers yeah. last year, which is um, quite a huge amount for for an airport that is in the thick of London. Yeah. Really. Well, you think the sec- the second busiest airport to that is is essentially Luton, isn't it? Mm. From from what we're saying and that's 30 miles away, so it's um it's a it's a it's a pretty insane place to uh, to be. I, I, well, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I get nervous going to London anyway. And I'm going on Monday. I can't wait. Who's going? Here you go. It's your go. It's my go. Yes, it is your go. So next story. Moving on. Evening Times uh, website. This one. Airline announces biggest ever summer flight schedule from Glasgow. It's not you. At all, it's not you. It? It's this it's, is Grant. it's Grant's story. I'm <laughs> stealing his story. Wind it back. Wind oh, that's it back. okay. Go no, on. no. I'll, carry on. Carry on, Grant. <laughs> Because yeah, it, this, is, this is this is this is yeah, go on, start from the top ground. This is this is an airline that's kind of similar to Jetstar, I think, in uh, in, in ah, Australia. Okay. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Jet Two uh, increasing capacity in 2016 by six percent compared to last year. We'll be flying around 735,000 holidaymakers to 26 destinations next summer. So uh, they've definitely up their uh, up their flights out of Glasgow. Oh, yeah. uh, they're saying here that airline chiefs are anticipating June, July, and August next year to be their best season ever, and have increased the number of flights going to the most sp- popular Spanish loca- locations: Alicante, uh, Lanzarote, and Reus. Yeah. Very good yeah, pronunciation. Very, very good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd probably be shot if I got it wrong. Well, absolutely. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, here's a here's a good name: Steve Heapy. CEO of Jet2.com and Jet2 Holidays said this is going to be our biggest season ever. Well, what do you expect with a surname like, yeah, he's going to be making heaps of money. Yeah. Uh, oh, very, very good. good. Very good. Yeah, uh, he says, we know what our loyal customers want, more opportunities to go on holiday to their favorite destinations. This is why we're adding more seats and more flights to our most popular leisure routes available from Glasgow Airport. It's our best program yet, and we're thrilled that even more people will be able to experience our great value holidays and award-winning flights. Mm. Wow. Well, there we are. So it's, but it's, is this mm, sardines? 
Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. well <laughs> they do you know uh, Grant? They they Jet Two use um, the three hundred series seven three seven, which, as you know, is oh my fairly old. <laughs> um, they also also use uh, one of my favourites, the seven five seven two hundred. They've got um, they've got twelve of those in their fleet, Grant. Okay, okay. Well, the seven five seven is a good uh, workhorse, a narrow body, but uh, long, long, long fuselage. Exactly. Um, um, yeah. They've also got some eight hundred series seven three sevens. They've got seventeen of those. The, the slightly the, the newer ones. Oh, so, so they are upgrading slowly. Yes, yes. But uh, but no, they have twenty uh, twenty one of those seven three seven three hundreds in service. Well, oh according to the wiki, apparently they've got um, a fleet size of 58 aircraft with 58 destinations. I, that, I, that number <laughs> sounds a bit worrying, frankly. You, you'd think there'd be a spare somewhere, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, perhaps they, perhaps they name their aircraft for the destination they're going to. Because, right. Yes. Because funnily enough, a little, little interesting fact for you. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> many moons ago, um, British uh, Air Tours... Which was part, which is um, part of sort of like BA, which mm. before BA sort of took it over and stuff like that. They actually had um, British Air Tours, and they had the, the name of the uh, the city they were based oh, yeah, in. Really? So you had British Air Tours, Manchester, and yeah, and they had the names painted on the aircraft. Oh, cool. Yeah, of uh, of that of the name. So it was similar to what a lot of airlines yeah. do have the have names, but these aircraft were actually based. In the uh, city where the um, the actual oh, cool. livery was on the aircraft. Well, c- currently current operating bases for Jet Two are Alicante, uh, Belfast, East Midlands, uh, the uh, Edinburgh Airport, Glasgow International, Leeds Bradford Airport, which is where their HQ is, Manchester and Newcastle. Yeah. And uh, just just to give you a bit of info on the uh, the seating in Jet Two, Uh-oh. I note here on Wikipedia <laughs> that the seven three seven three hundreds they fly yes. have a capacity of one hundred and forty eight people. The seven three seven three hundred is typical capacity of one hundred and twenty eight in a two class configuration, or one hundred and thirty seven seats in a one class coach seating configuration. Ergo, they've squeezed in an yeah, extra sardines. eleven <laughs> eleven seats. That's crazy. <laughs> that well, to crazy. follow on from last week, we don't need that extra toilet. No, uh-huh. take them no, out. Yes, no. we need toilet. Ooh, Hello, he really does he, listen. He does he? listen to the That's show. A bit scary. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to behave. Now, I know. I? We're going to have to sort of do things. Even more better ah, now. So he is our one listener. Yeah. Excellent. Grant is oh, our one news. listener. <laughs> You're welcome. I had to come on eventually. Well, that's, <laughs> oh, that's why. That's why I sent him. I, I bribed him. I said, I'll send you a T-shirt if you listen oh. to the show. It could get very expensive if we send a T-shirt to all of our, all of yeah, our listeners. Yeah, that could end up costing us a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. You, you think your house is expensive. You've just got nothing on <laughs> Got nothing on this. <sighs> okay. Anyway, on to the next story. I think story. it is your go this it time. It is my go. Yes, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Flight Global. Yes, Flight the producer's global. not doing a very good job here yeah. today. Is he? Our he's, he's a little. He's a little overtired. I should. I should. Have. So a new story. Then I'll follow, we followed this week on our Facebook page. Mm. Uh, Leap powered A three twenty Neo conducts maiden flight. Airbus's first A three twenty Neo fitted with the CFM International Leap one A engine has become airborne on its maiden flight. The aircraft MSN six four one nine departed Toulouse at uh, around one thirty local time. The airframer confirms Airbus is developing the Leap one A version of the re-engine jet as an alternative to the Pratt & Whitney PW1100G powered variant. First flight of the Leap version comes nearly eight months after the maiden PW1100G sortie. 
Airbus is expecting to deliver the first Pratt & Whitney powered aircraft in the fourth quarter of this year and the first Leap 1A aircraft during the first half of 2016. CFM is developing two other versions of the engine, the Leap 1B for the Boeing 737 MAX and the Leap 1C for the Comac C919. Mm-hmm. So the 320neo then is is the re-engined, um, re-sort of... Um, uh, flourished uh, Airbus A320. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be a really popular aircraft for uh, mm. for Airbus. Which which engine do you think they're going to go for though? On the whole, well, the Leap the Leap One A is supposed to be really fuel efficient. Yeah, really good engine o- over the Pratt and Whitney. Mm. Yeah. Oh well. well. Yeah. See how they go with it. The um the like the Pratt and Whitney one is a geared turbofan. Mm. Um, but I believe the Leap one is not a geared one. It uh, yeah, it just runs at a higher pressure and um and They've done lots of tweaks to it to to get more power out of it for less mm. fuel. Oh, cool! But yeah, I'm just. What I'm just What do you reckon then? Do you which one do you reckon is going to be? Do you think it'll be the fuel economy that they go for over? So you know, maybe it's not always going to be pr- fuel economy. I think. Yeah, not go for the well, Pratt and Whitney. Well, both of them do. the The geared turbofan, uh, the PW1100G, does. It offers better fuel economy as well. Mm. Um, so this is this is CFM doing their competitor to the the new technology that because um, Pratt's gone and leapt ahead to get this. Oh, oh no, I used leap. Sorry, I shouldn't have done that. That was for CFM. Um, <laughs> but, but Pratt have jumped forward mm. by uh, using the geared turbofans, which lets the the the, the big uh, low pressure compressor blade, the big fan at the front spin slower than the rest of the engine is or faster depending on mm. how you want it. Um, I think it actually spins faster. But, uh, yeah, the upshot is that uh, it gives you more efficiency, whereas here it looks like CFM with the Leap have gone down the path of just Im- you know, improving the crud out of it. Yeah. Of the standard technology. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah well, well, as I say, economy's going to win over, over all the time, I think, isn't it? So, yeah. So. Well, I, think it, I think it's just good that there's – there's different op- options, you know, because um, uh, it's always, you know, maybe some Airbus customers are a Pratt and Whitney house and they'd yeah. rather have the geared mm. turbofan. Others might want to go with the Leap. And well, yeah. I suppose you find the engineers perhaps more experienced with with Pratt and Whitney over another one, and so we'll choose that engine just because they haven't got to completely retrain their staff. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's always a good thing. Yeah. For, for me, Grant is <laughs> always going to be the good old Rolls Royce RB211. <laughs> You you got to admit that's that's an awesome sound. Oh yeah, and it's the precursor to the Trent. Yes, it uh, is. Yeah, which you now find flying on a lot of triple sevens, like the A three eighty, the triple sevens. Yeah, dear listener, I'm completely lost now. What's going on? (laughs) Matt's sitting here thinking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just dribbling in the corner now. That's fine. Wake me up when it's when it's time for tea, nurse. Will you? So next story. Okay, all right. Is this you? you? It is me, I think. Yes, this is uh, Flight Global. And uh, the the headline uh, is uh, CIA... Um, which so Singapore Airlines, did Singapore you say? International, yeah. Singapore Airlines, International yeah. Airlines yeah. 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 reveals premium economy seat. Singapore Airlines has unveiled its new premium economy seat. The new seats designed by JPA Design were put into commercial were will be put into commercial service on the 9th of August. Initially, uh, the Singapore to Sydney route. Ooh. Other destinations, including Beijing, Delhi, Hong Kong, Frankfurt, London, and New York, will progressively feature the class as it's rolled out across. It's nineteen seven 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 three hundred ERS 
or 300 hours. Extended sorry. range. Extended range, I yes. see. So it's the 777. I didn't say that right at all, did no. I? So it's 19 <laughs> Boeing, 777, 300 ERs. Is He's learning. You're learning. Yes. You're learning. Excellent. Uh, 19 Airbus A380s. I'm all right with that one. Yeah. And uh, 20 of the 70 A350-900s it has on order. The A380s will feature 36 premium economy seats. The 777, 300 ERs, uh, 28 and 24 on the 380s. A350s in a 242 layout. Zim Flug... How did I say that? Zim... Flugsitz. Flugsitz. <laughs> I beg your pardon? Flugsitz. Flugsitz. Is the supplier Flugsitz. for the seat. Yes, every time I point at you, you have to say that. Okay. Well. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's... Uh... <laughs> Zim Flugsitz. Is the supplier for the seats on the A380 and 777, while Zodiac will supply the seats for the A350s. The development programme for the premium economy class spanned two years, an investment of about $80 million, says the carrier. Now, EasyJet in the UK here, Grant, they, they upgraded their um, seats on their Airbus aircraft last year. Like had, had new, <laughs> well, they had, they had new economy seats fitted, yes. um, which were a lot more yeah. lightweight to yeah. reduce the fuel burn and stuff. Right. And yep. everyone who I've spoken to who who's you or sat, or sat in the seats mm-hmm. have said that they're really comfortable. Yes, they are, yeah. They don't look anything like that no. seat. No, but that's premium <laughs> no. economy. Oh, is it? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Not cattle class where I normally fly. <laughs> this is pay one and a half times the, per person, uh, roughly, right. as I opposed see. to the two to three times per person <laughs> business class. I can yeah. say, if it was if it was Ryanair or, or EasyJet, then they'd put mm. an extra seat in that space, wouldn't they, to be fair? But, I mean, oh, yeah, put the kids in. <laughs> But you, on the pictures here, the picture we got on there, you've mm. obviously got a footrest. There's a PowerPoint there oh, as well. Oh, footrest? A footrest and a USB port, look, and, yeah. a, and, a, and a bottle holder. Yeah, yeah, two bottles yeah, of water. Really yeah. Good. Gosh, they've given away free water and everything. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, they, uh, the press release I saw come, come over my desk uh, when I got the email from them referred to calf and footrest, calf support and footrest. Calf support. Uh, Would they let like, cows yeah. on the aircraft as well? And I think it was 38, 38 inch seat pitch. <laughs> oh, wow, that's not bad. That's good. That's, that is good, actually. Yeah. Mm. Yes. I, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm being very silly. Yes. There are no livestock, ladies and gentlemen, allowed on the aircraft. No, no, that's the passengers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I have is. to say that the, back, the backs of those seats don't look that comfortable. They look very. I think you'd be surprised with all this modern stylo foam and goodness knows mm. what else. I mean, it's. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, Stylofoam, yeah, really good. And you sit on it for three hours and go... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I have bad memories of sleeping on a memory foam mattress many years ago and waking up with the worst backache in the world really? ever. But they're so expensive. Why uh, are they They are great? hideous. Are they? Oh, I would dear. never buy a memory foam mattress again. Really? Oh, dear. Yes. Anyway, on anyway. to the next story. This is Flight Global Land. I think this is yours, Grant. Why, yes, it is also Flight Global. Hey, that's the trifecta. Um, uh, pardon? So Flight Global are a what? three in a row. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> oh, he's I'll, using, I'll he's just go back to sleep. I'm so now. sorry. Yeah. I, I, I should just oh. apologise. I, I, was, I was up till very late last night working, so that's why. I, 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 thought, I thought a coach driver would know all about the horses. I bet, what? <laughs> trifecta, <laughs> Quinella, doubles, all that uh, stuff. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay, moving right along. Back to Flight Global. What, what They've the done, uh, <laughs> Airbus keeps pilot conversion to A350 from A330 simple. 
So they've obviously learnt from uh, Boeing with the 777 to 787 conversion. So mm. they're saying, with the A350 conceived as the natural replacement in the Airbus product line for the A330 family, the manufacturer had to ensure the desire to introduce advanced technology into the new twin jet did not create too big a step for pilots transitioning from the earlier type. Um, that's pretty much it because I'm not a registered Flight Global user. Oh, my. Ah, ah, we are. <laughs> we are. I, it, it doesn't recognise me, and I don't think I've. I, I don't. I don't uh, that's I've that's fine. Registered for here. Oh, what a, what you, an embarrassing what an statement. embarrassing <laughs> statement. <laughs> so uh, when A three thirty pilots first enter the A three fifty cockpit, they say that's totally different. That won't work because it's not the A three thirty. Says Norden at the end of the conversion course, they make their first takeoff and first landings. In the A350, and everyone thus far has said it's an A330. The A330's flight deck looks very different to the A350's. Um, we've got because uh, I sat in what the A350 flight mm. deck at uh, Farnborough last year, yep. mm. and um, it it definitely is it definitely is different to the 330 because it, on the um, A350, Grant as Grant will know, yeah. it has very large displays, right. Um, A380 size. Yeah, mm. yeah, huge, huge displays compared to the A330 that has the smaller um, EFI screen, you know, the old you know, the screen, the smaller screens. So, so um, is, is this with a view to try and make it easier for, for sort of cross-platform flying, as for want of a better, yeah, better yeah. term? So you, know, you, don't, you don't want to be spending weeks training pilots to fly a new aircraft when they're likely to be mm. moving from one to the other. Right, on a regular so basis. So you want to keep yeah. it as... Well, yeah, uh, typically when you train a pilot to a new aircraft, they stay on that new aircraft. But right. uh, like the 757 and 767 had combined um, flight, like if you, were registered, if you were able right. to fly mm. the 75, you could fly the 76. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that kind of makes sense. Boeing did it? that for commonality. So yeah. you had one type rating. Yeah. Uh, the A320 family from the 18, 19, 20, 21, mm. uh, it's a common type rating, things like that. So it's not a common type rating, but it's a very easy transition to help you know speed it up and not yeah. have to have your pilots on downtime earning money when they're not actually flying self-loading freight. Yeah, it's, it looks. I mean, the the cockpit looks absolutely bizarre. I it's mean, amazing, gone, isn't it? gone are yeah. the gone are the, the the column in the middle that you always imagine pilots hanging on to. With I mean, the, it's, it's a joystick. joystick. Yeah, that yeah. that. I mean, it's it's like playing a playing a computer game, isn't it? One one of the things what the uh, the market manager who I interviewed at Farnborough said mm. was that Airbus like obviously Boeing have done as well, but they Airbus on these new displays have combined so much information on one screen. Really? So you can you can look. Uh, 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 so many different things details on need. one yeah. screen. Wow! Um, yep. I mean, on the on the A three fifty, you've got uh, what you got three, uh, six, uh, six huge display screens. There, wow! Yes, um, which displays massive and massive amounts of information on the aircraft. Gosh! All at the uh, all at the touch of a of a, of a screen. Really, yeah. so it's really easy to do. I mean, are, are we at that stage yet where you don't really need the pilot? No. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Did I swear? I didn't mean to. Uh, terrible. <laughs> what? You know what I mean, though. I mean, well, are we at, to be fair? I mean, to be fair, Captain Jeff's been talking about this for quite a while on his yeah. show about you know pilotless aircraft and stuff like that. And, yeah. uh, it, it'll never happen. I mean, well, no, and, and, you, and the Docklands Light Railway in London is a casing example of that. The the trains will actually operate. They don't need a driver. They will function, and they're all computer-controlled. And one of the reasons why it has a conductor on there is because nobody trusted them, mm. because there wasn't I mean, anybody on it. 
And let's, I mean, let's face facts: when a train when a train goes and does something weird, it typically just stops and sits there, mm. as opposed to suddenly turning left off Falling the rails and descending five hundred feet and <laughs> yes. to the ground. You we, know need, we need Steve here, don't we? Really, yes. <laughs> there is that, I suppose. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, scary no, stuff. Next, I mean, the thing, the thing with with a, a pilotless aircraft is. Yeah, just talk to anyone who flies modern aircraft, and yeah, the computers are great; they're wonderful when they work. Mm, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. don't always work. I mean, there's there were stories of seven six sevens, classic story seven six seven on approach into um, into Stuttgart, I think it was, mm. and um, all the screens went black. <gasps> they all just went black, and all the guys could do was hope that the uh, computers were still flying it because it was in automatic mode. Oh you my know? god! <laughs> it was like, yeah. Um, you think you know, well, this feels it, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Wow. Whether that one's true or not, but that, that's the story that's gone around for a very long time mm. about uh, early teething problems. You, you know, the 747-400s, Qantas were having fun when they first brought them out because they're mm. all so new and they had to control, alt, delete the plane a few times. Well, this is it. I, I was, do you know, I was then going to say, because obviously, we, I mean, my, my background is <laughs> IT and whenever the screen goes blank or something goes wrong, the first thing that you, you always say to your customer is, have you tried turning it off and on? And you say, it's not exactly something you can do when you're at sort of 30,000 feet. <laughs> ah. Well, the, the F-18, they, they refer to it as the, the, the reset your computer. It's the, the double, genera- double generator restart. <laughs> and it, it, you, you drop the generators offline and bring them back up again, and it resets all the avionics. That's terrifying. Gets you back up. That and, is terrifying. Yeah, the double jenny. <laughs> that is not right. Yeah, I see what you mean, yeah. But but that, that's the whole thing, though. As you say, you're looking at the, the joysticks and stuff. I mean, because it's... Uh, presumably they're all con- computer controlled as well. I mean, the, the amount. I, ha- of I have to say, I still prefer having the, uh, the control column in column front of in you. Column in the middle, yeah. Yeah, I just do. I mean, I know, I, I dare say the technology is still very much the mm. same, whether it be a joystick yeah, yeah, or yeah. whether it be the column, but I, I don't know whether it just feels more, um, you know, like you, you've got control of the plane. If you've I think, got I think one of the things that the Airbus, are, are, I think they're changing, I think, Grant, I, I'm trying to remember back to the news story I wrote, I think, after the Air France 447 um, uh, crash yeah. and that, because uh, the the thing with the, the joysticks on the Airbus aircraft yes. is, is 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 if the if the um, co-pilot or the is pulling back, the other side joystick is not moving. It's right. So whereas with you when you've got a control column, yeah, uh, each side like an old school, um, you know, control yeah. column. When you pull back, the well, other it's side the same cables, back. isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's linked. Yeah, yeah. They, they move back, but I think. Am I right in thinking? I think um, Airbus are going to adopt that kind of thing with with the new Airbuses. Grant? They're talking about it. Mm. Uh, the haptic feedback's really quite important. Mm. Um, like the seven eight seven, as one of the the demo pilots said to us when we were chatting with them, they could they, that, that aircraft is all computer controlled. You could fly it with a mouse, right? But they've put the full yoke and and the moving yoke and the moving yeah. um, throttles and everything. Because it gives you the feedback, you can yeah. see the aircraft flying, and yeah. it does help when you're, you know, trying to make figure out what it's doing. Whereas when you just put the throttles to a detente and the the side stick doesn't move and all this kind of stuff, you you don't see trim shifting, you don't see things happening, and you've really got to look at what's on the screens. And and as was said with Air France four four seven, you're in a dark cockpit, stormy night, being mm. thrown all around the place by turbulence. Mm. You know, it's pretty full on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do so do you think that's just do you think that's just because perhaps the older pilots are more familiar with that as where you know perhaps new pilots who have never sort of 
I, I suppose you're still. Like, trouble is when you're like learning in like your your little Cessna and things like that. <laughs> I guess I get everybody starts there, don't they? Even well, I mean, even in today's sort of you know learning to oh, fly yeah, yeah. things, so you yeah. start in those things. So you grow up getting used to the haptic feedback. I mean, I guess what I was getting at was maybe in a few years' time when when you know let's be honest, the pilots will all be a lot younger than than they are now. Whether um, you know, it'll feel no different to them, like they were playing a computer game, and it will be all right for them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah there, look, I mean, haptic feedback is not the be all and end all because uh, there was a classic case. I think it was a Turkish airline seven three seven flew into the ground because they didn't realise that the uh, the throttles had retarded. Really? Uh, because basically, the um, auto throttle was linked to an altitude sensor that was mm. driven by the captain's side radar altimeter which had a fault and suddenly registered 50 feet under the ground and went oh i've landed (laughs) great (laughs) you really haven't landed yes (laughs) technology is a marvelous thing yeah absolutely when it helps yeah Yeah, indeed okay next story then yep on the breaking travel news side breaking travel news Uh, uh, is it by any chance breaking travel news this is fairly yeah Thomson Airways, our airline here in the UK, or the TUI part of um, Thomson here in mm-hmm. the UK, um, have expanded their Dreamliner order with uh, an addition of uh, 787-9 aircraft. Two years on from the delivery of Thomson Airways' first 787 Dreamliner, the UK's largest holiday airline has announced it will take delivery of up to four new large Boeing 787-9 Dreamliner aircraft to expand their long-haul programme. Demonstrating its continued commitment to the Dreamliner, Thompson Airways has converted two existing orders from 787-8s due for delivery in the summer of 2016 to uh, new larger capacity 787-9 aircraft. The airline also has placed an order uh, for a third 787-9 with an option to purchase a fourth, growing its Dreamliner fleet uh, to 13 aircraft by June 2016. The new aircraft will be used on Thompson Airways' most popular long-haul routes, including Mexico's Caribbean coast, Sanford in Florida, and Jamaica, due to customer demand for holidays in these destinations. The new longer 787-9 aircraft will allow Thomson Airways to make more holidays, uh, holiday makers to take more holiday makers to these destinations um, with a capacity of 345 uh, passengers, including 63 premium club seats uh, and 16 more premium seats than in the 787-8. This is brilliant news for Boeing, mm. definitely. Yeah. And also for people who in the UK, because Thomson's a very popular airline here mm. in the UK, Grant, for, um, for, for, you know, for package holidays. Mm. Yep. Um, so all-in type. Thing. Yeah, so mm-hmm. all-inclusive type holidays and stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think, that's, I mean, the, the, I think the Dreamliner looks awesome as well mm. in, in the colours. I, well, I, well, I, I, the scheme I, is good. Mm. And I know you covered it a bit long before I I joined um, uh, this little enterprise, but uh, mm-hmm. they I noticed that the the uh, Virgin Atlantic are now with with the Dreamliner actually doing the the glass bottom the glass bottom plane, which is a bit scary. A glass bottom plane. Yeah, yeah. Where you could well, whether they're doing it with screens or whatever, but they're sort of where you can actually see the ground underneath your feet. Oh, the cameras. Yeah. yeah oh, yes, yeah, yeah, you've got right. the cameras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Emirates have been doing that for a while. Yeah. Now, on the I don't know if I'd like triple sevens. That's that's awesome. That's one of the things I love playing with. When I go when, when we've flown with Emirates a, mm. quite a few times now, and you, you sit there 
even when you're on the ground yeah. and you can switch between the tail camera and the, the nose wheel camera and the camera that looks directly down. Yeah. And yep. um, when you're in flight, um, switching between obviously the nose wheel one you can't look at, but you can look at the tail cam and the one that looks down. It's such a mega view looking down below. <laughs> when, yeah. Yeah. When, when it's clear, when you can see. It's really oh, great. Uh, no, thanks. No, <laughs> no, no, I just, I, I like to le- know a little, as little as possible about what's going on around me while I'm up in the air, frankly. The, the tail cam's <laughs> mega. Yeah. Really, yeah, especially on the 380 when you're looking across the whole yeah. length yeah. of the fuselage. Um, I'm sure I saw, I, I, maybe I'm just making, I'm sure I saw on the on our Facebook page, there was literally, they, you could literally, the whole floor was like a screen or, or a glass or something. You could literally uh, no, see. That was, that, that I think was probably that was a concept first one. one. Oh right, uh, yeah. duped. Oh, was it? Don't forget, don't forget what's underneath your feet is cargo hold. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yes. You know, yeah. All, all, all the under the floor, they have a lot of the uh, systems running, mm. uh, wiring, cables. So you know, the only way you could do it is to have screens, yes. very tough ones that can handle as people walk walking up and down. Yeah, that's true. It'd be a good idea. It'd be yeah. nice. It'd be interesting. Mm. Definitely yeah, interesting. To I, see it, it has. It has to be said that I have done a sterling job of making myself look like a real <laughs> muppet. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. But we love you. Yes. Mate. Yes. Yes. It is. Now, this this yes. next story I picked specially for you man oh for me okay yeah, because right. you've got... oh hello yes yeah. here we go so this is on breaking travel news because uh, you've works. got a smart watch so. yeah but it, nothing i can't afford one of those my one's about 80 quid i mean it still <laughs> looks smart though <laughs> it certainly doesn't do what this is doing lufthansa brings this is on breaking travel news as i say lufthansa lufthansa brings new app to the Apple Watch. And there's some fantastic pictures here, uh, which looks very much along the lines of what they were, what uh, EasyJet are going to be doing in their app, mm. where it tells you where all the information and you, you, the seat that you're going to be uh, sitting at. Which airport was it? It wasn't Stansted, was it? It was, or was it Stansted? I can't remember. Anyway, uh, the, the, the app um, that, that EasyJet are doing will basically give you this sort of information so it will tell you what gate, uh, when, it'll just come up on your phone rather than uh, necessarily relying on, on the departure boards and things like that. But Lufthansa are basically doing an extension of that for this new Apple Watch. Use your watch as a boarding card and have your essential flight information displayed on your wrist. Lufthansa is now offering this innovation to its guests with an app developed especially for the new Apple Watch. It serves as an ideal travel companion providing passengers with all their essential flight information which they can access from 24 hours before their flight during the various stages of their journey with Lufthansa. The new app on the Apple Watch connects to the um, to the conventional Lufthansa app on iPhones and iPads via Bluetooth. Following the sales launch, it can now be downloaded for free from the App Store at any time. Ben's, uh, Jens Bischoff uh, the uh, member of the Lufthansa German Airlines uh, Board for Product Marketing and Sales explained the importance of mobile applications is continually continuing to grow rapidly. As a leading airline, we want to continuously expand our prime position, not just on board our flights and on the ground, but also in the areas of mobile applications and digital services. Our goal is to provide our customers with information and services in real time at all virtual touch points. Uh, thereby further to make their travel experience more comfortable. With this new app, our passengers will be able to see the most important details about their flight without having to take their smartphone out of their bag. The new Apple Watch app uses technology that integrates all the in-flight related data 
and displays it clearly for the user to see. It reminds passengers of their flight uh, the day before their departure, provides continuous updates about the status of their flight and displays the boarding time terminal gate and seat number. Just like a timer, it enables passengers to see down to the very minute how long is left before their scheduled boarding time. Uh-huh. Scheduled boarding time. Here, yes. Not actual. No, no, no. no. They're, they're, covering, they're, they're covering themselves there, I think. I mean, it's, it's, they're making it sound really, really complicated. But, you know, once you've, once you've got the ability to put it in to an app, um, essentially, all you're doing is beaming screen information to a phone, so you know to the to the little mm. screen. It's no different to doing a dual compute like we're doing here, where mm. we're both reading the same story, and our, one of our laptops has a monitor attached to it mm. um, that mm. the other yep. person reads. It's it's no different. It's no different to that. So I mean, it sounds like this amazing you know this amazing innovation. It's just basically an idea that's been around for years. It's just on a much smaller scale. You know, it just happens to be that the screen is strapped to your wrist. So, but then I would yeah, say that you're, you're a tech, tech <laughs> wiz, tech wiz. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a great idea. It is a great idea. And uh, but really, is it worth spending over six hundred pounds for an Apple Watch when you could just take? Yeah, I Gra- know Grant's yeah. note. Grant's note saying, "Kit, Kit, can I have an, can I have an Apple Watch for Christmas?" <laughs> Uh, that would yeah. mean I'd have to actually get an Apple iPhone. Oh, right. Oh, yes. oh no, no. Yeah. Boo, boo. Uh, but uh, but are people, I mean, I suppose if you've got one and you're into that sort of thing, then you might as well have an app that can talk to the watch, mightn't you? But, mm. you know, I mean, I, I quite happily take my phone out of my pocket to, to retrieve my boarding pass information. <laughs> it's really not that difficult, you know. know. <laughs> no, no, anyway, but then then I'm a little bit anti-Apple. So am I. Yes, yes. Despite we, having an Apple laptop. We, we don't like it here. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Well, I, I, I'm not a member of the Apple Army either. Yay. Excellent. One of my friends, one of my friends is, I swear, sponsored by Apple. Ooh. Everything he has. He has everything from from screens to to pads to to laptops to phones to watches to oh, he's just obsessed. Well well Gemma has got an iPhone. My yes. lovely wife Gemma's yeah, got You've got an iPod. And I've and I have an iPod which yeah. I do use just yes. for listening to podcasts, such uh, as oh, the oh, oh, hello. Crazy Down Under podcast. Oh, good. Yes, quick plug. Um, yes. Bit plug. And <laughs> um and I dread it. If there's ever an update, oh, that I yeah. know she's going to come home and say iOS eight, yay! Carl, can, can you sort my phone out? I've lost all my all my contacts, <laughs> all my me- messages, well, my pictures. I'm so glad your wife doesn't listen to this because if she heard your impression, she would punch you. There's Probably. no two ways about it. <laughs> she's she's safely tucked up at work. Excellent. Yes. Yes. Don't don't forget the the important rules of thumb with any form of smartphone, not just Apple but also Android. When you get it, enjoy it. When it, when the first operating system upgrade comes out, say yeah, I'll install that. Should yeah. still be okay as long as it's within about six to eight months of you buying the phone. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. With you. But yeah. do not put any other upgrades on because no. sure as eggs, this, the next upgrade is written for the next generation of hardware. Yeah. So while mm. sure it'll run on on your current phone, Ish. it'll run like a dog. Yes, yes. yes. Steam powered is is the way oh. forward. Yes. <laughs> Just yeah, say no when they yeah. want to upgrade your yeah. OS. Say sounds no. like a sounds like a drug awareness advert. This doesn't it yeah. just say no just say no <laughs> you could tell when when i'd accidentally allowed the, uh, another upgrade onto my um android a while back because I, I suddenly developed Tourette's syndrome <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. It's quite spectacular. No, yes. no, 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 stop it. Yes, don't do it. Anyway, on to our final story. Final then. story. We yeah. have, we've got a top ten. Have we? Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, well, there we are. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so Flight Global then, this is our, our last one, and it is Double Vision, our top ten listing of the A350 customers to accompany the release of our flight test report on the Airbus A350. Our top 10 feature looks at the leading airline customers to date for the XWB by number of aircraft ordered. Flight Global's Ascend Fleets database records the European company as having so far secured firm commitments for a combined 780 of the big twin. Wow. The first example for which... Uh, these planes were made. So, in at number 10. Well, I'll take this one, and yes. then Grant can get the next yes. one. Yeah. Okay. So, at number 10, it's Aeroflot, Russian Airlines. Pardon? Uh, and American <laughs> Airlines. And they have ordered 22 aircraft each. Mm-hmm. At uh, number 9. Number 9 would be Air France, Delta Airlines, and Lufthansa. 25 each they have ordered. Wow. Number eight. So at number eight, it's TAM, and they have ordered 27. Number seven. Sorry. Number seven would be... <laughs> sorry, that was a bit loud. I'm so sorry. That's <laughs> no, okay. I'm holding my headphones away from good, my ears. Good, well done. Uh, yes. <laughs> it stops the bleeding number that way, s- I find. <laughs> <laughs> number seven. Uh, number seven. Yes. Sorry. Number seven would be Asiana Airlines. Yeah, Asiana Airlines with 30 ordered. Dun, dun, dun. Number six. Number six, it is Japan Airlines, ah. and they have ordered 31. Number five. Oh, Rob Mark from the Airplane Geeks, his favourite airline, United <laughs> Airlines, 35 ordered. Number four. Number four, a nice favourite one of mine, Cathay Pacific with 48 ordered. That always sounds like a drink. I don't know why. What, Cathay, Cathay Pacific. Pacific. <laughs> it just sounds like it should be in a mug. <laughs> a cocktail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed. Uh, number three. Etihad Airways, 62 ordered, which means I've got a chance of seeing them down here in Australia. <laughs> number two. Uh, number two, Singapore Airlines with 70 ordered. And finally, at number one. The launch customer themselves, Qatar Airways, 80 Ooh. ordered. 80. Ooh, you stand a very good chance of seeing that. Do you know one of the airlines, what wasn't in that top 10, which has obviously obviously hasn't ordered any, uh, Grant, Emirates. Where's Emirates? Maybe uh, Emirates are very busy making scrods of money by <laughs> flying the heck out of their A380s and 777s. <laughs> Yes, yes, that would that would that would that would just about do it. Yes, that's probably what, that's, that's why <laughs> they they have they have built up their um, their environment based on the concept that you start with a triple seven, and when it gets too busy for that, walk in an A three eighty. And away you go. And, yeah, they're, they're doing well with it. Well, thank you for that sound advice, as always, Grant. Uh, so, <laughs> there we go. Well, welcome. Now, that was our, our last part of that news segment. Commercial. Commercial, commercial news, news segment. So right. we're, we're going to break for a second yes. and have a brew. Yes. Uh, t- time to get another another fresh, nice cold one out of the fridge then, Grant. He's probably had three. Oh, is he? Oh, right. <laughs> hey. Just the one, just the one. It was actually the last one in the house. Oh no! No! Oh, what we will do is we'll record, uh, pause recording until you've got time to go and get get some more. We can't can't have you drying out. This really won't do. No. I have to go get some 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 vodka or whiskey or something. Oh, oh, steady. (laughs) Careful. We want you to be able to read. (laughs) 
So we're going to come back to you after after this was some Why military so news. I yeah. know. <laughs> God, blimey. This show, I knew this show was going to be chaos. crazy. Absolute chaos. Uh, yes, we're going to come back to you after this with our rundown of some military news. Normal service will be resumed very soon. Aviation media has long been the domain of the newspapers and magazines. Well, not anymore. I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran, and we're bringing aviation right into your radio. Yes, we're making aviation cool and interesting for everyone. Hang on, aviation's always been cool. Check this out. How cool is this? Grant, Grant, turn that down. Here at Plane Crazy Down Under, we've got pilots, engineers, air traffic controllers, industry leaders, even politicians dropping by to talk to us about the amazing world of aviation right here in Australia and occasionally in New Zealand as well. Wow, that's cooler than I thought, mate. Find us at planecrazydownunder.com, on iTunes, or lurking about on other people's podcasts just like this one. We've got crazy accents and lots of great aviation content. And we promise not to talk about the cricket. No, never. Not the cricket. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> what is cricket, anyhow? Something we win a lot. Oh, there oh. we go. <laughs> and we're back then uh, after our coffee break. Thank goodness. Thanks for that, Matt. Always a pleasure. Good, good, good. Are you still there, Grant? I'm still here. Hey! <laughs> God, it's, so, it's like he's in the room. I know. I know. I, know. I, I do love oh, technology. scary. <laughs> you, you could join us for dinner. Uh, yeah, yes, absolutely. We, we've yeah. got a sort of indoor barbecue today. Mm. It is literally hot in here. It's very hot. It is very hot in here. Yes. So the conservatory for a change. Instead of normally when we're in the conservatory, we're in danger of the roof blowing off. But uh, today (laughs) it's um, it's um, really rather pleasant. Actually, it's what conservatories were meant for. I say. (laughs) So uh, it's uh, time then to do our our, uh, military section uh, on in the show. Uh, So if everybody is ready, are you ready, Grant? I'm ready. Are you ready, Carl? Ah, let's go. Yay. So then our military segment for the show is kicking off on Flight Global. And uh, we covered this last week on the show. That was the terrible crash of the um, the A400M. And uh, they've done some investigating and it could uh, possibly be a, a problem with computers mm. that uh, operate the engine and fuel control systems. So Airbus has uh, issued fresh operating guidance to users of the EA400M tactical transport as investigation work continues into the fatal crash which in, uh, happened on the 9th of May. In an alert operator transmission, or AOT, made on the 19th of May, Airbus Defence and Space advises its customers to take actions to avoid potential risks in any future flights involving the Atlas. The AOT requires operators to perform one-time specific checks on the electronic control units, or ECU, on each aircraft of the, the aircraft's engines before the next flight and introduces additional detailed checks to be carried out in the event of any subsequent engine or ECU replacement. While Airbus says its uh, communication is being made as a result of internal analysis, independently from an official investigation led by the Spanish Defence Ministry, it focuses attention on the A400M's Europrop International TP400D6 propulsion system. Uh, Following the crash... 
of aircraft MSN-23 in Seville, Spain. Airbus head of military aircraft Fernando Alonso said the manufacturer and its suppliers would fully assist in the investigation and specifically mentioned the power plant producer. So for some four test personnel were killed on the 9th of May in the crash and two were seriously injured. Um, the, the aircraft in question was um, scheduled to be delivered to Turkish Air Force in June and it had been making its uh, debut sortie when the incident happened. Uh, the 400M grant, I, I don't think this has been across uh, your side of the pond, has it? Oh, for? it has. Oh, it has. It has. Ah. We had one at Avalon and uh, I got to uh, sit on the flight deck and record an interview with the captain of the French Air Force A400M. Jealous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was – oh, mate, I – I don't know if you saw the photo I tweeted, but uh, perhaps one of the most amazing things about the A400M is the airline toilets on board. Ah, the yeah, I remember that picture. Airline yeah, toilets. yeah, it's got yeah. actual an actual proper toilet. Really? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, normal like, military aircraft just have a hole in the floor. Uh, oh, pretty much. Yeah, oh. pretty much. <laughs> Lovely. Don't want to be under the flight path of one of those. Then yes. The guys from the C130 were were sort of sobbing into their wheaties when they saw that. Mm. Uh, right, okay. you know, yeah, it's um, it's way better than the one they've got. But mm. uh, yeah, look, <laughs> it's an amazing aircraft. Uh, the you know, typical Airbus. It's all with the computers, and. Uh, yeah, he was running me. Th- we were waiting for the uh, Singaporean Jewel F-16s to finish their air, like um, Jewel aerobatics display, mm. and uh, we couldn't record. Oh, what a shame! So he ran me through all the systems, and we went through a whole <laughs> lot of it. And uh, an amazing aircraft, I bet. But I bet. Uh, do you th- uh, do you think this uh, this crash will affect um, the sales of the 400M Grant? Poof, uh, that's a really good question. I don't it's, know. it's been a popular uh, one for Airbus, I think. Isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean they've they've got twelve. That they've produced and delivered so far. Mm. Um, I mean, it, it's had an interesting development. Uh, there were problems with the engines and the propellers and things like that, and it's taken it a while to get everything squared away. But it's it's, I mean, it's got a lot of promise and potential. But uh, it depends what comes out of this this uh, crash. I mean, you know, how bad it looks. Mm. Uh, I mean, a crash is always bad, but um, depending on what information they get mm. indicating what the cause was, as, as they're saying, it looks like the ECUs may need to be tweaked. I mean, that's mm. you know, things don't aircraft don't fly very well if they, um, you know, the engines aren't running properly, or yeah. God forbid something goes into reverse pitch or things like that mm. in flight. But uh, you know, let's uh, let's see what comes out of it, and uh, maybe it makes it a better aircraft. But yeah, uh, I, I really can't say. I mean, I, I should say that there are rumours flying around about what uh, what the cause of the problem was, but obviously for for reasons that we're not able to verify, we're not we're obviously not going to mention those. But it might be worth googling um, if you are interested in that sort of thing. And say there are some rumours about what mm. what they say was the cause of this, the unofficial cause mm. of this crash, but which we're not going to yeah. set ourselves up for any until we, abuse until we, for, until some... we know for definite. But uh, as I say, mm. Google it because uh, it, it, it's. Uh, it's uh, a worrying, um, you know, they need to get to the bottom of whatever has caused this, really, yeah. don't they? And as soon oh, as yeah. possible. Well, it's going to make a whole lot of people go, oh, well, maybe mm-hmm. the, you know, C-130 proven, oh, C-17 pretty good. Oh. Yeah. You know, it, it, the thing is it fits nicely between the C-130 and the um, C-17. Yeah. So for some markets it's a really good thing. But 
I mean, with, yeah, with any with any uh, new development, obviously there is always risk, isn't there? And you've got to innovate really mm-hmm. to to bring the industry forward, even if, whether it be military or otherwise. But uh, it's um, you know, let, let's be honest. I mean, the Dreamliner had its fair share of pro- they were nothing as catastrophic as this, obviously. But I mean, the Dreamliner had its various battery issues and things, didn't it, when it first yep. hit service? So you know, the, the, that's what the the maiden flights and everything are all about, isn't it? About ironing out kinks. It's just you know, very unfortunate that people lost their lives in this particular mm, definitely. in this particular case. So we'll say we'll, we'll say we'll, we'll you can take this next story, Matt. Yeah, because okay. we'll save the third story for Grant. Okay. He likes that one. All oh, right, fair enough. Okay, <laughs> so this is Flight Global again, and France meets IOC milestone with second upgraded E3 AWACS. The French Air Force has completed test and evaluation of its second modernised A3 Airborne Warning and Control System, or AWACS as we like to call it, aircraft, declaring initial operational capability on its Boeing Lead Midlife upgrade program earlier this week. The Block 40-45 midlife upgrade is the largest modification to the French E3 since its introduction, along with the addition of four more operator workstations. The Block upgrade installs more modern computing systems and communications gear, improving the aircraft's overall air surveillance and battle management capabilities. Boeing's Director of Airborne Surveillance Command and Control, Mark Ellis, said that the contract to upgrade France's four aircraft through the US foreign military sales progress process is worth uh, $380 million to the company. He said that the third delivery is due in October and the fourth upgrade should finish in June 2016. This is the largest single upgrade to the fret that the French have ever undertaken on their fleet, Ellis said. They have a much greater picture of what's going on so uh, situational awareness is much improved. The upgraded work started in, in May of 2013 and we delivered the first jet with the full upgrade in July 2014. The second aircraft was delivered in March of 2015. Air France Industries is a major partner in the programme, installing the electrical, mechanical and structural systems and mission hardware on the aircraft at Rossipole, uh, Charles de Gaulle Airport. The first aircraft Boeing delivered has already been deployed on operations. French Air Force Chief of Staff General Denis Mercier said on a recent trip to Washington that the first aircraft has been flying missions in the Gulf and is performing well. I'm very happy with the upgrade to the E3 right now, Mercier has said. Uh, It's already in operation and it works very well. Ellis said declaring the IOC is a validation of the aircraft's operational performance with the new mission system. The upgrade also includes improvements to the ground uh, stations for mission planning and analysis. Not only are they giving the thumbs up on the system itself we delivered, but also their use of that system, he says. So the E3 Sentry, mm-hmm. um, first flight of the E3 was the year we were born, mm. 1976. Ah, <laughs> uh, 1976. Mm. Good, a good year, that. Good year. It was a good year. Yes. And they stopped uh, producing these in 1992 right. um, after a total of 68 aircraft had been uh, built. Mm-hmm. And and the aircraft, the E3 Century, is based on the Grant? 
KC135, which was in turn uh, from the same stable as the 707. Yeah. Wow. God, I tell you, this guy, he knows his beans, doesn't he? I just sit here. <laughs> 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 well, David Vanderhoof would kill me if I got that one wrong. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> now, we see, the, we see these fly over us quite a bit, actually, Grant. Every now and again, you'll see hear, hear them mm. um, flying yep. over, and you just can't, you can't miss them. Unmistakable mm. with the, um, the large radam on top. Oh, yeah. And uh, watching them fly over with that in motion mm. is really cool. You're seeing, seeing the radome mm. spin. It's like very slowly, <laughs> but wow. Cool. So next story, your favorite one then, Grant? <laughs> well, this is uh, once again from Flight Global. And, oh, look, I can read the whole article because uh, <clears throat> I've registered now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll let that little um, yeah, floor go. Um so the United States Marine Corps have landed the F-35B on the USS Wasp as part of their operational testing. And uh, six U.S. Marine Corps Lockheed Martin F-35B Lightning II aircraft landed on board the USS Wasp amphibious assault ship on 18th of May, where they will begin their first phase of shipboard operational testing for the France's Joint Strike Fighters. Woo! Uh, they're saying it's uh, two weeks of testing, dubbed OT-1, and uh, will now be conducted in the lead-up to achieving initial operational uh, capability. (laughs) Sorry, I've been channeling Matt there. Um, (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Way down here, mate. Uh, (laughs) Acting as the connecting block between the testing team, engineers, and fleet operations. The equipment, personnel, and support used throughout will be similar to those that will be employed in routine operations. And uh, Major Richard Rusnok, the Marine Operational Test Evaluation Squadron 22 F-35B Detachment Officer, is quoted as saying it's an interim half-step between fully deployed operations and development tests. So uh, uh, we're yeah. still we're Ooh. still to see one of these in the um, in the UK at an air show, unfortunately. Yeah, well, I've, I've seen the mock-up and I've sat in the in the cockpit of the mock-up, but, and I've had a go flying the uh, simulator, mm. but that's it. I've never seen one either. Yeah, they had the mock-up at uh, Farnborough last year um, okay. on display, which, funnily enough, they, they actually had they had guards standing there sort of making sure people didn't sort of touch or anything. I can't imagine was, why. Which <laughs> it was made out of, like, polystyrene. You know, oh, wasn't, really? Yeah, it wasn't... Yeah, well, you don't want to break it. <laughs> you know, it wasn't... It wasn't uh, it was a, to be fair, it was a good mock-up. Yeah, but, right. Um, okay, yes. Yeah. yeah. Is it like like you know an airfix kit? Yeah, a bit yeah, more industrial. Like that, yeah, <laughs> but well, uh, it is fun. It is fun when they open it up and you sit in it and go, "Ooh, cool!" Uh, <laughs> and you got to yeah, fly this. You got to fly the simulator as well, Grant. Oh, uh, very basic sim. Yeah. Oh, um, awesome! They were awesome. Shipping around the place. Oh, well, we hopefully. I mean, we'll see see it at um, at one of the air shows this year in the UK. Mm. Fingers crossed. He'd be good. Yeah. Well, you guys are supposed to be getting yours pretty soon. We should be, yeah. Some, I, I think they're just waiting for some probably payment to go through. I expect. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. With with the cutbacks that we're making, I mean, we I mean we've got aircraft carriers with nothing to put on them. This, um, yeah, yeah, brand new aircraft carrier. What should we put on it? Um, dust. Oh, yeah. Um, Fresh out of those. Yeah. Some brooms. Uh, some well, they did try to cancel it, obviously, and then discovered mm-hmm. it was going to cost more money to cancel than it was to actually build the damn thing. So it's uh, well done, UK. <laughs> it's a proud day These for. Happen. What's quite <laughs> amusing is the, the the Spanish Air Force who brought quite a lot of our Harriers. Mm. Um, are mocking are, us. Are using are using them still. <laughs> yeah, and and they're 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 loving them. Yes, I can yeah. imagine. Yes. Yeah, very. You know, getting on very well with them. 
And they stopped using them all because one fell into the sea at Lowestoft. Yes, yes, we did. Yes, we had <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, I've seen that video. Ah, yes. see, look. Yes, I was actually famous. paddling in the pool. In the in, pool. In, in, the, in, the, well, in the water, sorry. I was ah. actually paddling when it sort of fell in. It was a bit of a shock. Gone, gone for a nice family day out because I was a bit younger then. But he, he jettisoned out. <laughs> he was okay. Excellent. Anyway, Next story, yes. Flight Global, and uh, an aircraft we've, we've uh, talked about quite a bit in the past, haven't we? The mm-hmm. uh, Embraer KC390 flight tests. Mm-hmm. And uh, Embraer will, in the next two months, resume flight tests of its developmental uh, KC390 transport and tanker, following a lengthy pause since its first and only sortie on the 3rd of February. This layup period, says Jackson Schneider, chief executive of Embraer Defence and Security, was to allow the installation of all the instrumentation required for certification trials. Military approval is scheduled to be attained in late 2016 with the first delivery to the Brazilian Air Force following that same year on or in July early, uh, early in 2017. Embraer will require around 2,000 hours of flight tests using two prototypes of the International Aero Engine V2500-powered aircraft to achieve certification, said Snyder. Uh, speaking at a media briefing at the company's Evora Portugal facility on the 22nd of May. What, uh, what, what's your view on the, uh, the 390, Grant? Obviously, you see the picture here in front of you. Yeah, I think it's pretty funky. Um, it is, yeah. Yeah, good on Embraer. Um, Embraer, big big manufacturer. Um, Brazil's really growing. It's got a lot of space, and yeah, I think local and international is gonna. I think I wouldn't surprise me to see a few of these get sold out there. Um, I think they're I think they're a pretty cool uh, cool aircraft and a good concept, and good on Embraer for going for it. Yeah, definitely. They've done well with the passenger side of things. Um, yeah, they're, they're very well. I mean, the th- popular regional jets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a few of the uh, 190s flying uh, flying here with Virgin in Australia. It's mm. funny you see them go past the 737. And it's like, hey, honey, you shrunk the 737. But, <laughs> exactly, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing with this is uh, a lot of the tankers out there. I mean, we've Australia is currently flying the um, the A330 tanker, the MRTT, same mm. as yourselves. Yeah. And uh, beautiful aircraft, incredible capacity. Great capability, a real good range extender, um, just like the Yanks are getting with their KC-135 and their um, KC-10 and things like that. But the, some airline, air forces rather, just don't need something that big. It's too mm. huge. And a couple of KC-390s, and they'll keep a small, a smaller-sized air force going very nicely. Mm. Definitely. Okay, yeah. I'd have one. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, have a, you'd have most things, to be I know. fair. As long as it was fixed wing, you'd have anything. <laughs> So next story, well, you can you can take this one, uh, Grant. This is this is quite an interesting, okay. uh, well, an interesting Ooh. aircraft. Yeah, well, this is once again Flight Global, and it's the S ninety seven Raider making its debut test flight. The S ninety seven is, of course, from Sikorsky, and uh, it's just completed the first flight of the self funded project for Sikorsky, which is pretty impressive uh, that they're paying for all this themselves. And uh, it, the first test flight was at the company's uh, flight test facility at West Palm Beach in Florida, and it's opening a year-long test and demonstration phase for the high-speed compound helicopter proposed for light attack scout and special utility missions. Now, it's, a, it's called compound because it's uh, in addition to the coaxial, i.e. twin rotor main design, it's also got a dirty great pusher propeller so, out the back. It is so bizarre, the picture. Now, mm. it's... 
It's almost it's like a hybrid cool. between a plane and a... It's very strange. Well, that's it. It's a compound helicopter. It's mm. not a, a... A true helicopter is a single... Typically, a single rotor with a tail rotor mm. or a single coaxial, like a lot of the commands um, brand and, and some of the, the Russian ones. Um, I mean, the good thing about a coaxial is one one of the main rotors is going one way, the other's going the other, so you don't have that torque problem mm-hmm. that you do with um, the standard single rotor. But it also they've done this here so that they can use the uh, pusher prop to uh, get it going quite fast. I mean, do you remember the uh, Sikorsky X-wing? No, I don't. It was a four four bladed single rotor, mm. and um, as they had a they had um, I think it was Jewel. Trying to remember exactly how it looked, um, but they uh, they would actually lock the uh, that transition, hmm. and uh, that they'd, they'd lock the <clears throat> X foils, <laughs> so that the, the rotor <laughs> blades were quite thick, and that would actually lock into place and for wow. and give you sort of wing like lift as the Goodness. engines took over. So and and that's presumably just to make it fly faster, essentially, so you can get from one place to to another sort of. I guess it'd be yeah, very well, stable as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, because they're they're all, they're always trying to um, exceed. Like you get to a point where the rotors are going as fast as you can, mm. and, and uh, backward rotor go, the the back traveling rotor going, breaking sound barriers, yeah. things like this. It's all sorts of hassles you get with it. But the um, I mean the X wing had the um, it, it was fantastic. It was the first one they'd done of it. It had dual jets mm. that would um, drive it along, plus the the big rotor and a tail rotor. And yeah, they'd just lock that X wing in, and it'd help give it more lift. Wow! And the jets would take over, and then uh, so that was there. And then they did the X two, and um, the X two. Then there was uh, all the S seventy two was the X wing, and uh, then there was the the X two, and now there's the S ninety seven Raider, which is, they're, they're really taking this technology and going nuts with it. But yeah. uh, in the ninety seven, the, the the rotors keep running the whole way through; they don't shut them down. Mm. Yeah, just just oh wow! I, 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 I'm, I'm fascinated awesome by helicopters because yeah. they they almost don't make sense, do they? <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Though, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they're, they're, they're such a genius, just such a de- genius concept. It just, I mean, how was it? Um, uh, was it Rod? No, not Rodney. What was the the? the um... Oh, what well, it was, uh, it was, it was. Um, he's gonna he's gonna kill me he later is, at the yes, flying club for yes, forgetting his he name. Is. Yeah. It was <laughs> Phil. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and and it was just—I mean, listening to him—I mean, just just describing how you fly these things—it's just like how how can your brain do so many different things all at once? It's crazy. Well, it's it fascinating is. watching you know somebody who's just starting out with it, and and yeah, because you if if you put in power, then the, yeah, or pull collective, it changes the uh, impact of well, you know you got to have have more pedal and uh, for this, the um, the the offset rotor, you know, the tail rotor at the back and then you've got the the um, cyclic in your hand and, and so every motion makes a reaction that you then mm. have to counter by doing something else. By doing something, oh, it's just like... It's, oh, it's amazing. amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. I know. It is a fantastic skill, but it's uh, even so, it's just like, as I say, I'm, I'm amazed more don't hit the deck, frankly. <laughs> but then <laughs> don't say that. No, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. I didn't say that. <laughs> I take that all... So next, next good things. Oh, no, no, we got. Yeah. Sorry, yes, on. next the story. Next this story is, is one, yeah. it is indeed. It's on the RAF uh, um, government website, and uh, the headline is a very sad one, which we've been covering. Obviously, as we know that the Vulcan is sort of reaching the end of its uh, um, 
display life, I suppose, for want of a better word. And the headline is Air Tattoo Prepares for Vulcan's Last Hurrah. This summer we'll see one of the most iconic aircraft of the past 60 years make its last ever Royal International Air Tattoo appearance. It follows an announcement by the Vulcan to the Sky Trust, the VTTS, that 2015 would be the legendary Cold War bombers, f- bombers' final display season. The Delta-winged Vulcan XH558 is the only flying example in the world, having been restored to flying condition in 2007, following a public fundraising campaign that helped raise more than £7 million. Since then, its thunderous yet graceful display has been one of the most eagerly anticipated on the UK air show circuit. However, the VTTS has announced that a number of factors, including the withdrawal of technical support, had contributed to its decision to ground the aircraft for the final time after the 2015 airshow season. VTTS is now determined to see the XH558 end its flying days with a flourish and earmark the world's largest military airshow as the place to give the aircraft a special send-off. The VTTS director, Michael Trotter, said this will be a very emotional year for everyone who enjoys the unique sight and sound of a Vulcan in flight. She has given many memorable displays at the Air Tattoo and we are grateful to the air show's substantial and appreciative audience and to the organisers for their support as we celebrate this remarkable aircraft. In her new life on the ground, the XH558 will still be able to accelerate dramatically along the runway at her home in Doncaster and as part of both a heritage uh, centre and a new type of engineering education centre, we hope that many air tattoo visitors will come and see her there. It is really sad sad, that, that this fantastic piece of history is going to hit the ground. But for those of you in the UK who can obviously make the air shows mm. this year that she's attending, mm. you know, you've got to. you've got to take your camera, yeah. mm. take your take everything mm. and get you know get the last pictures of what you know what is mm. going to be the last year that this iconic mm. aircraft will be in the air. Mm. Yeah, it's just, I, I mean it's I'm just surprised. I, I suppose if support is being withdrawn, then you know you've you've. You're going to struggle to get parts. You're going to struggle. Oh, I yeah. don't know. It's all yeah, I mean, it's, so it's a shame that you know. It's a shame that the RAF don't mm. support, as in fund, mm. you know, this this aircraft to keep this one flying. Really, well, they don't support our, our armed forces in any way, really, do they? So, yeah, sorry. So, last story then uh, for this segment then, mm. and uh, found this one on the uh, RAF, the Royal Air Force site, mm. and fantastic picture. I've seen a few. We posted some of these on our Facebook site, mm. and uh, RAF unveils uh, VC Battle of Britain Typhoon. Mm. Uh, the RAF this week unveiled at RAF Coningsby, Lincolnshire, a state-of-the-art Typhoon fighter jet in Battle of Britain-era paint scheme to commemorate this year being the 75th anniversary of the Battle of Britain and to acknowledge the bravery and sacrifice of those often referred to as the few. The air crew who took part in the battle and the Typhoon is also painted with the 249 Squadron identification number of the only fighter command pilot awarded a Victoria Cross during the battle flight, Lieutenant James Brindley Nicholson, VCDFC. The Typhoon, along with a World War II Spitfire as part of the Synchro Pair, will perform uh, aerial displays at air shows across the UK this summer. 
The typhoon will be flown by Flight Lieutenant Ben Westenby Brooks from Coningsby's 29 Squadron. And he said it was going to be a great privilege to fly this extraordinary aircraft in recognition of the sacrifices made by our predecessors 75 years ago. Their task of securing the skies was critical in the summer of 1940, and it's our honour to pay tribute to those few brave airmen who gave their all when the stakes were so high. Present to see the unveiling was Flight Lieutenant Nicholson's nephew, Mr Jim Nicholson, and he said that uh, I'm so thrilled that the Royal Air Force has commemorated this aircraft by the way they have. It looks just amazing. It does. Mm. Uh, the plane um, is amazing anyway to see in uh, those colours, but it's just fantastic, and it's the icing on the cake for me. So uh, this aircraft, uh, you've, you see the pictures in front of you there on this uh, story, mm-hmm. Grant. Mm. It's, it's just amazing to see the Typhoon you know, painted in that in that particular colour scheme. Oh, yeah. It's it's an awesome colour scheme, and I'm loving the photo of the Typhoon in formation with the Hurricane. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've got, you've got the BBMF Hurricane, and he's there, you know, nose down going, clatter out, firewalling the <laughs> throttle, and, and there's there's the typhoon sort of pitched right up and hanging in the air. Yeah, yes, it's yeah. like oh, crawling. Yes. <laughs> no, it's brilliant. It's uh, it's it, 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 it's going to be an exciting air show season. I think really. Yeah. I mean, it's such yeah. a again uh, like like with the Vulcan. I mean, you, you you do have to worry that maybe you know the flying days of some of these aircraft are numbered, and mm. and it's just uh, you know you you've, you've got you've got to grab every opportunity. It's another reason, Grant for uh, you and Steve to come across here <laughs> to the UK <laughs> and uh, bring bring the PCDU show across here. Yeah, we well, can. I, I must say, while we've been while we've been talking, talking tonight, I've been, well, today, <clears throat> uh, I've been working on a new balaclava for the bank job. So Splendid. Don't ah, excellent. excellent. Yes, your yeah. knitting skills coming along nicely then. Yes. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> and I think that me and Matt could probably stretch to a five- Five or each, five pounds each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. To uh, fund whole, your uh, flight here. What's that in 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 Australian money? That's not oh, about ten ten dollars Australian each. So Ooh. that's about twenty Australian. Ooh, or I that, think we might <laughs> actually be able to afford yeah. to park. Well, that, well, at least buy a coffee in the airport. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, one one coffee. One coffee yeah, one between coffee. the two might, of you. Yeah, to share. It might, it might yeah. cover public transport for us <laughs> to get out. To the no chance of that. Absolutely no chance <laughs> of that at all. <laughs> oh, so dear. then that's where we are going to bring that part of the show to a close and uh, indeed the episode. This show, yes, yeah, absolutely. to a close. Oh, um, it's been fantastic. Thank you, Grant. Um, yes. hey, no uh, a quick awesome. plug, please, if you will. Yeah, let, uh, where let, can they find you? Not that they sh- they should know anyway. <laughs> I know, but we'll just make sure. Well, uh, we're supposed to be putting episodes out on uh, plainecrazydownunder.com. And, uh, yeah, there is we've got a whole lot of stuff already done for the next episode. It's just a matter of getting it completed. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, I was there already to edit and I fell through the trap hole and suddenly found myself in the UK. I mean, oh know. no, don't say that. We'll get in trouble. <laughs> we'll get the blame. Oh, dude. You can also find us of course on Twitter as PCDU. Yeah. And, uh, if you look for playing crazy down under as four words on Facebook, you'll find us. Yeah. Of course yes. you will. Yes. Uh, it's, are, are you on Stitcher yet? Um, I think we are. Yeah, believe, yes, I yeah, I think we are. Right. Yes, oh. absolutely. Yes, it's a, so this is a new app. It's a new app that's been brought into my world by Carlos, and I absolutely love oh, it. Okay. It's fantastic. We're on there as well, obviously. Our contact details. Don't forget, we are Plain Talking UK, uh, and that's so Facebook.com forward slash Plain Talking UK, Twitter.com forward slash Plain Talking UK, and of course, we all know what the website is, and that is Carlos www.plaintalkinguk.com. Plain spelled P L 
A-N-E. Marvellous. There we Ooh. are. That's it then. That's it then for episode 62. Grant, thank you so much yes, for coming Grant. on again. It's, you've been great fun, as always. Thanks. I'm, I'm virtually shaking your hand. <laughs> oh, there we go. Shaking the microphone. I'm patting yes. on your back as well. Indeed. Oh, oh, thanks, guys. No, it's been awesome. Thanks so much for the invitation. And, you know, thanks also to Pilot Pip for going on holiday. And, uh, well, that, yes, absolutely. Yes, and of hi. course. I wonder, I, want, yes, it's, uh, I wonder where he is. He's sunning himself somewhere. God, yeah. he goes everywhere. He's so lucky. I know. The, the, the holiday do you lose do you lose the love of holidays if you spend your entire time in these exotic locations anyway we'll have to ask pip <laughs> we will yeah. we will so pip yeah, should be back pip. next week yes, hopefully we will, with another yeah. segment let's hope so um but no thanks again uh, grant for coming on the show yes. a legend as always yep. and oh. um we're not worthy no as, we really uh, we, <laughs> no we really aren't worthy <laughs> <laughs> That's our line for Matt Hall. <laughs> and, uh, could you, worthy. Could you also worthy. also pass uh, pass on our kind regards and thanks to uh, your lovely wife Kit as well for yes. allowing you to, uh, to borrow to, you for the to evening, borrow yeah. you for the evening. Yeah. yeah, I will do. I will do. I'll. She's. Uh, I think she was going to be watching a few episodes of um, of uh, was it. Um, not NCIS, the uh, CSI Miami. I think. Ah, right. good choice. Yes. Oh, I'm an NCIS school. man myself. I have yeah. to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, we like the Las Vegas one, but the, the the Miami one's kind of fun as well. But uh, no, the the ones that we were watching beforehand were the uh, new new eps, new season of Penny Dreadful. Ooh, oh, I don't like that. I like that one. I'm sure it, I'm sure it'll be on Netflix in no time. Mother mm. will soon find it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you so, very much to everyone. That is where we bring things to a close. Yes. Uh, it's been great fun. That's the end of sixty two. Tune in next week for episode sixty three. So from me, Carlos, it's a sunny and I'm going flying in an hour. Woo-hoo! Goodbye. And from you, Matt? It's a, it's a, a dreading going to Wembley for the football on Monday. Goodbye from Matt. And from across the pond? Oh, from way down here in Australia, it's a chilly good night from uh, 6.4 degrees Melbourne. And, uh, <laughs> what do you think? That's positively tropical here. <laughs> Uh, so don't worry that the temperature is going up. I'm burning with jealousy that I'm not able to go fly like uh, Carlos's. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so take care, guys and girls, and we'll see you all next or we'll speak to you all next week. Next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.